Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie. And one of the questions that people are always asking me is, how do I start a podcast? Well, I've been podcasting for almost three years now. And let me tell you, back when I started, there weren't many tools that made it simple to just start. And lucky for you, now there's Anchor.fm and you could get started right away with tools built in, audio features, and also making it really simple for you to monetize on day one. They will distribute your podcast on apps like Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. So just go to anchor.fm or download the app to get started and make sure that you share it with us. Hi, I'm Joy. And I am Grecia. And we are Basic Basic Brown Nerds. So today we're going to be talking about mental health, about specifically about depression and anxiety, seasonal depression. It's winter. I know it's pretty rough for some people. Me and Gracia in particular, Gracia mentioned some people experience seasonal depression during the summer. Um, But I think we especially experience it during the winter. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to get this podcast out and just so that we could be creating and focusing and working on improving ourselves rather than letting depression take over. (laughs) Yeah, winter can be really, really hard on me. And sometimes my energy just completely drains. So I kind of just like go to work and come home and like do what I have to do. And then I don't have any energy for anything extra. Like it's either like in robot mode. Yes. And I had one year where I literally was just like getting home like at 630. And I would eat and then just like stay in bed the rest of the night and go to sleep and just like do it all over again. Yeah. And that was horrible. I know like for me, I try to like plan out little goals now. Um, So one of the things that kept me going was knowing I had a trip, right? Not everyone can do that. Like I know like you can't specifically be like, I'm going to go to the DR. I know. (laughs) How do we cope with like little goals that we have for ourselves? I know I get just bummed out and then you're just going through this motions. Like you're literally just going through the motions. Well, two, two years No, I guess like three years ago now was really the first winter that was like particularly hard for me. The winter before that, we had an insane amount of work when I was back to working the regular like 9 to 5.30 schedule and getting home at 6.30 is when I felt it. And after that was actually when I started my poetry blog, The Next Hemingway, because I was like, okay, I need to do something that's um, not work, something that's just, like, feeding my creative right. energy. I need to do something, and if it's a blog where it's public and, like, maybe a few people read it, then, like, it will push me to do it. Um, and so that's why, like, now every year I try to sort of make a creative goal. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, last year was around the time during last winter that I started, like, my travel blog and stuff like that, just because, you know, you're keeping focus on at least one thing, you know, that you're just like, okay, like, you start to keep some type of accountability for yourself, but, like, and and winter, there's always, like, the holidays and everything that I feel like for myself, I feel like I, I can't allow myself to, like, get super depressed. Because I'm just like, okay, if I just, like, don't want to crawl out of bed, I'm like, oh, but, like, I have to go buy presents. Or, like, oh, I have to, like, go to, like, a family dinner. Uh, or, like, for me, like, winter is, like, crazy busy season for my work. But I'm just like, okay, I have to, like, work, 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 work. 
And like now that I'm more responsible and like higher up, I have more people accountable. But yeah, then then once January comes, like my, you know, all the holidays are done. And then like work is done for me. Like it's slow season. That That's usually when it like hits me. Like everything that I didn't want to deal yeah. with kind of catches up. January, February, they just... Right. Because they're the coldest months also. That too. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and well, this year is the first year that I started med- taking medication right. for my depression and anxiety. And I've sort of dealt with it before on my own. But this year, like kind of... I. It started last year, probably around, like, October, November, because I was going through, like, some personal stuff, and then winter came, and it made it worse, and then Trump was elected, and it made it worse (laughs) because of all of the DACA stuff, and then I was like, okay, like, once spring comes, like, I'll bounce back, and then spring came, and then I had a car accident, which Mm -hmm. also ended up really affecting me, affecting me emotionally, and um and then that then then I had to deal with that so then it kind of like just like never went away and I knew that because I was still depressed and like winter was coming um I kind of needed to I know Game of Thrones right winter's (laughs) coming um winter is here oh my god uh but I knew I had to like do something to take care of myself because I knew that if I wasn't doing well in October or November Mm -hmm. I knew that I was going to be doing even worse than right. that come and it January. Takes about six weeks for medication to kick in. Too. Yes. So that's like another big part of it. Like you can't, you're not just gonna take a pill and be like, I'm great. Yeah, it takes like a while for you to feel it. Or like, I mean, for me, I was sort of like ambivalent about it. It was sort of weird to like think of, you know, how depressed I felt, and like you kind of have that thing of like, am I ever gonna feel happy again? Like, is that right. even a thing? And then like to think that a pill can make you feel better, I kind of was right. like, I was like, that kind of feels too optimistic of me to think that it's actually going to work. Right. But then it did. I do feel more like my normal self, and even though it's cold, I do feel the need to be more active. Yeah. You know, like I, I took chemistry. Um, I like majored in chemical engineering, so. For me, like, I'm very, like, science-based, but it was still even hard for me to, like, accept that, like, I needed to take medication, like, because of how I grew up. And we talked about this a little yesterday, um, just because it was hard for me to, like, accept that, like, okay, like, yes, this is a chemical imbalance, right? And that I needed to take medication to get me to be, like, balanced and worked through my problems and get me to, like, baseline. Like, that's another thing that I always, like, try to stress that, like, medication just really gets you to, like, the baseline so you can actually deal with yeah. everything going on. It right? doesn't make your problems go away. It just kind of lets you have a clearer head so that you can deal right. with them. And it's important, like, if you're taking, especially if you're taking medication, to, like, be talking to your doctors and your therapists. Like, get a therapist. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, it's so important to find a therapist that you like, that you mm-hmm. feel comfortable with, somebody that works with what you need at that moment, which, like, it may change, and you may have to change therapists at different times because of different reasons. You just have to make sure you find someone that makes you feel comfortable. Right, you're going to be telling these people, like, stuff that you probably have never told anybody else. You probably should find a new therapist. (laughs) It took me a really long time to finally go to therapy because I kind of felt like, why should I pay a stranger to listen to me when I have friends that should listen to me? And then at the same time, like, that's very, it's an unfair way to put on our friends because, like, they can listen to us vent, they can be there for us when we have a hard time. 
but at the same time, they're, like, not professionals, and they're not trained mm-hmm. to help you deal with, like, um, an anxiety attack, or when you're just, like... They might not even know what's happening. Yeah, they might not even realize it, or they may just... It's, like, too much to put on a fracture, and, like... Right. You, and they might put their own biases on you, you know? Yes. Like, if they're very, like, anti-medication, and, like, maybe you actually do need medication, they might be, like... Yeah, like, you should try on. yoga, and it's, like, okay, well, maybe you have tried yoga, and that right. hasn't worked for me. Or, like, for me, it was my last resort, because I was, like, okay, like, I understand the chemistry, but, like, I want to try to, like, change my own body chemistry by, like, exercising and doing all these other things, but there's, like, so many hours in a day (laughs) that you can be, like, you end up getting so tired, and then you're, like, for me, it was really hard to, like, accept that, you know, I suffer from an anxiety disorder, and... I think a lot of things is also, like, growing up as a person of color, like, as a child of immigrants, like, dealing with, like, poverty and all of these other outside things, it starts to get to you, you know, like, all these little traumas that you're just, like, not dealing with and you're just always in constant chaos and worrying and just waiting for the shoe to drop that once things get stable and you're just like wait I'm doing well you know like I have a job I graduated I'm like doing really good in my career that you're just kind of just like waiting for things to just like explode like for me it was just like the smallest type of things you know like I could get I got in a car accident like a little tiny one and I was just like okay whatever like just normal shit and then I lost my eyeliner and I was like oh my god the world is falling apart my eyeliner's missing I can't deal with life you know and, and, like, I realized, I was, like, this is completely irrational. Like, like the rational side of me was just, like, this doesn't make sense, you know? But I feel yeah. like, you know, after going to therapy for a while and, like, talking through it, I realized, like, okay, it's more like the control things. Like, you just expect the bad things to happen. Yeah. And then it's, like, the little things you can't control that you start to, like, overreact and, like, get really triggered by things. So it's really important to, like, take responsibility and know, like, okay, maybe... I need to take medication so that I'm not constantly triggered and can talk to a therapist with, like, actually dealing with my problems and not just being like, okay, I'm just going to, like, use this magical pill and I'm going to be fixed. Because yeah. that's the other thing. Like, you know, like, it, it's more like a tool. Like, it's not a cure. It's more just, like, yeah. a tool to get you to And, like, we're, we're not, like, advocating for everyone to take medicine, but I guess, like, we want right. to talk about it because within the Latino community, like, number one, like, going to therapy is taboo. Oh, yeah. But like, I thought I was crazy. Yeah. Number, <laughs> number two, like, saying that you do have a mental illness is taboo, and then, like, if you have a mental illness where you, where you do need help and you're taking medication... That is also taboo. Like, people think that there's other stuff that you can do, but, like, so many of us, like, have been doing that. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of, like, what I was dealing with in the last year, where before, for a long time, uh, there were certain things that worked for me when it came to fighting my depression. And, you know, I was just diagnosed with anxiety this year, but, like, now I'm realizing that I've had it for so much longer. Like, being an immigrant, I didn't realize how much anxiety I had growing up about my status and, like, my parents and, like, worrying about all these things. Like, can I go to college? And then, like, once I was able to figure out that I could go to college, it was like, how am I going to pay for it? Like, what are we going to do? Like navigating that is just anxiety-inducing all the time. Or even even before actually coming out as undocumented, it was just, like, knowing that I was and, like, not telling people and then, like, having that moment where I had to tell my guidance counselor like, hey, like, you're having all of these workshops about, like, applying to college, and I want to go to college, but I don't know, 
like I had to explain to him what my situation was and that was also really nerve-wracking for me just right. like I carried shame for, about it for so long because like we went to a predominantly white school mm-hmm. and they they were you know a number of other um immigrants and school and also just undocumented immigrants and I actually happened to live in a community where most of the Mexican immigrants here are from the area where I'm from in Mexico so like we all know each other but it was like such a small number of us that you know even when I did tell my guidance counselor and even though he was great with trying to help me find people that could you know get me information it was still like he actually didn't even know how to deal with it because not a lot of other people had said anything to to the guidance counselor like they didn't actually have tools prepared for this like he was great in the sense that i'm sure other undocumented people like that want to go to college didn't even think it would be an option yeah well or people don't want to go to college because they grow up thinking it's not an option and like they don't even make it a goal for themselves Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and that's also like a big harm that we do to these students growing up like they just don't even think of an option and they just like they don't even try in school because it's like what's the point like i'm just gonna graduate and be out of here, and then, like, find a job, and, like, whatever, and so, like, all of those stuff really contributed to it, and then, like, this last year, you know, before that, I was able to deal with it, like, through exercise, or, you know, just finding something creative or constructive to do in my life, but this past year, like, it was so much that I was, like, so exhausted, like, right. I was, fun- I was, like, a- I'm very good at functioning when I have depression, like, I still was doing well at my job I think I most was... people that come from like communities of color and just like lower socioeconomic levels like you have to like you yeah. don't have the option yeah. to just stay at home you know like you have to you go into like robot mode and yeah like... and I have a child and like right. she needs a mother she needs a parent to be performing all of the tasks that they need and so I was doing everything that I needed to do but I had no energy left to actually take care of myself or to do something that I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to hike, but, like, I just couldn't actually make myself go do it. Like, I wanted to run, but I just, like, I, like, warring takes so much, number one, mental space, but number two, physical strength. Like, I have, like, you don't know how much energy warring takes until, like, all of a sudden, like, so many of those things go away and you're, like, why do I have this energy? I'm like, oh my god, it's because I'm not oh, worrying about this. Time. I'm not worrying about I that. Like, I, I know, and it's kind of like insane. And like, people don't really think about. I didn't even think about it until I had some of that stress lift. Right. That I realized, like, oh, where did this energy come from? And yeah. I was like, oh, it's literally because I don't have to think about going to physical therapy anymore. Like now, I have this time to actually maybe have lunch with my coworkers because, like, that was like a huge thing for me. Was like. I was fortunate enough that the physical therapy place was, like, walking distance from my job. But that meant that instead of actually taking a break from work, like, I was just walking and doing that. And the whole time I was doing it, like, I was just, like, thinking of my accident and stuff like that. And then I would have to then go back to work. So it wasn't really a real break for me. Mm -hmm. And so then it wasn't until after I was done with it, really, that I was finally able to like breathe again and it was right it was going and going and going and going you get like no no break like you said like in life in general like it's so important to just take moments for ourselves that we're just like okay but sometimes we can't that's like the thing is like sometimes you reach that point 
where like you just like need to vent to someone but you know some like people are always well-meaning and they want to give you advice and they say mm-hmm. like oh well maybe this is what you need to do or like find find like 10 minutes for yourself but, like they don't understand like you literally either don't have that time or you even if you do take 10 minutes you're still not relaxing because you're still stressing out like sometimes right. you just like have that moment when you're so overwhelmed, it doesn't matter what anyone tells you, like, you just, like, need to feel overwhelmed, like, maybe you just, like, need to cry, right, and then, like, kind of, like, let go of that feeling, so that that maybe you can, like, do a little better the next day. You're listening to Basic Brown Nerds, and we'll be right back. Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie, and I have some really exciting news for you. We have launched our merch shop, so you can go to basicbrownnerds.com slash shop and rep the Basic Brown Nerd movement. And this is one of the ways that we can keep making high-quality content and bring you season three. Yup, we are bringing season three in 2020. And know that when you go to our shop, you're not just supporting us. You are not just supporting the production of this. 100% of the profits goes back into Basic Brown Nerd so that we can bring you more episodes. But also because I want to make all of the ideas that I have a reality, events, and keep bringing you awesome content that every time you listen or see Basic Brown Nerds, you know that these are people just like you, that in this time where people are talking so much crap about us, that you know that our community is strong, powerful, resilient, that we make things out of nothing. And to be honest, that's how we started Basic Brown Nerds almost three years ago. We started in front of a computer and just trying to figure it out. So if you've been listening since then, thank you so much. And when you shop from Basic Brown Nerds, you're not just supporting this, you are supporting local business, local Guatemalan-owned business right here in New York. So thank you and feel free to reach out to us on social media at Basic Brown Nerds and also to me at Joy Valerie with two E's on Instagram and Twitter. I am low-key addicted to social media. That's literally my career. (laughs) I work in media. So I'm really excited to get to know you all, but also feel free to send me any opportunities, any ways to collaborate, to keep making this bigger and keep basic brown nerds going. So see you next decade in 2020. a lot of times people are telling like you oh you need to be strong like you need to keep going you need to keep going and it's like you know like sometimes you need to just let it go like you don't need to be strong all the time like you can just feel you know and you're just like I am sad right now and I'm angry and I just need to let it all out but yeah it's hard and I think that's like kind of going back to when you're saying like you know it's not fair to put all of that burden onto like a friend well, also, like, a friend might not know how to react to things like that. Or they might ter- take it on to themselves and be like, oh, no, like, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, how come this person's feeling like that? How do I make them feel better? Like, you know? Um, so I think that's why it's also important to go to a professional. But that being said, like, you know, especially given the state of our country right now, like, it's not always accessible for everyone to no. seek mental health services, to feel supported, like, I started feeling depressed when I was about 15 years old and 
I remember I told my mom, and I was like, I need to see a therapist, like, and my mom was like, no, like, what, what are you talking about, like, I grew up super evangelical, and they're like, no, it's like, you my demonio, yeah, like, pray, go pray, and then I was like, and then I was just like, oh, shit, and then they were like, oh, we're gonna, like, pray, and, like, have an exorcism, and, like, yeah, it was, like, evil spirits, oh my God. so then I was like, oh, okay, so, like, clearly I can't tell anybody this, because yes. they're gonna think I'm insane and possessed, um, so it was something kind of like I learned how to function, like, being depressed without showing anything. And people are like, but you're so happy all the time. And I'm just like, I'm melting inside, yeah. you know? Um, and that was, like, really hard. And I think it turned, like, for me, I realized I kind of go through these peaks of, like, I'm extremely, extremely anxious and not dealing with it. And then kind of just, like, ah! and like go into like extreme like you know like depressed because I'm just like I can't handle everything mm-hmm. um so I think realizing that I need to like control like more of my anxiety before it lets it like lets it control me is is like a big part of it and then like realizing like seasonal depression is like such a real thing um like I always feel it and I've always felt it especially like around like right around January and like right around April too like that weird in between like spring um I also have bad allergies so I just get like really sickly in general (laughs) I didn't realize how exhausting the holidays were for me until Mm -hmm. like it's just like I love my family but like they really don't understand any of these things like they just like I don't know, like, like they just think, like, you always need to be polite, you always need to put on a good face, like, you mm-hmm. always need to put everyone else above yourself, and, like, they don't even realize, like, how damaging that can be for you. Right. And, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if, like, other people in my family have dealt with any depression. Like, they're all also, like, now Maybe they just haven't talked about it. Well, they're all very religious now. Mm-hmm. They're Catholic. And I feel like they deal with their problems through Jesus also and through praying. And they're like, oh, let's go to church. And I'm no... I'm not really Catholic. Like, I mean, I grew up Catholic, but I don't consider myself Catholic. I don't go to church. It's, like, it's not my thing anymore. And I feel like they just they don't accept it. Like, when I was, Mm -hmm. after my car accident, I really had a really big anxiety attack, and everyone was over at my house for my daughter's birthday, and, like, I feel like they thought, like, I just, like, literally started crying and couldn't stop, and I just went into my room and spent the rest of her birthday party. Esa loca. Yeah, (laughs) I spent the rest of my birthday party in my room, and they all kept coming in, telling me, like, oh, just come out for a little bit, and I was like, like, just leave me alone. Like, you, I want to be there for my daughter's birthday but like you don't understand that like I literally can't and like the fact that they expected for me to just like turn it off and like pretend that I was doing well and like go outside like they didn't understand how what they were asking of me Mm. and I also like just like really avoided social events with so many people throughout the year because the idea of having to go somewhere and pretend to have a good time when I obviously wasn't doing well also was just, like, so anxiety-inducing for me. And it just, like, felt like, why I can't do that, like, right now. Like, I can't go somewhere and pretend I'm doing okay when I'm not. And I also don't want to go somewhere and be open and honest about it and, like, just, like, bring everyone down. So, like, for right. me, it was just better to stay away from people. Like, as you're saying that, like, I'm wondering how many people are, like, are doing that, you know? Like, how many people are, like, I'm sure a ton of people are just, like, okay, I just need to, like, save face, you know? Like, go out, 
and do things. And I think that's another issue that we don't talk about it. Um, cause people like nobody wants to talk about like depression, you know, like anxiety. No. they're just like, you're crazy. Like there's such a stigma behind that. Like people don't want to admit it, but it was like, depression and anxiety are normal human behaviors. Like there's normal reaction. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue becomes when it becomes a disorder, you know, like when you yeah. can't control it anymore, you know, like if you're, if you've lost someone, like you, you might get depressed. Like you are grieving. Like that makes sense. Like it's like. You know, if you're not sad and you're not upset, and, and that's probably another issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, like, it's how we grieve, and then we kind of sulk, and it's really hard to pull yourself out of that. But people, like you said, people don't want to deal with that. Like, it was so funny right. at work. Like, so, like, my skin, like, cleared up after I started taking medication, and, like, people were like, you just, like, look so happy, <laughs> and, like, your skin is glowing. Like, what are, what are you doing? And I was like... I'm on medication. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I flipped my hair, and I was like, antidepressants. And people, like, thought it was funny, but I was like, yeah, like, it kind of is funny, but, like, it's also true. Like, right. you know... <laughs> And, like, you know, thankfully, like, some of my coworkers, like, they kind of got it. And, like, other people um, that, like, for, like, that were asking me, like, they were, like, oh. And I was, like, oh, like, is this too real for you? Like, were you expecting me to be, like, oh, I'm just eating more vegetables. Like, what the hell? Like, it's just, like, that's, like, the thing that people don't understand. It's, like, they, like, so many people don't even think that this is a thing for people. That, like, when you're honest, like, they don't even know how to deal with it. Or they're like, oh, you, you're depressed? And it's like, yeah, like... But you're always happy, and you're smiling. (laughs) It's like, yeah, do you want me to be crying every day? Because I could, but I'm not going to do that either. Like, I'm at work. Right. And I did, well, actually, I was, like, at the cafeteria getting myself coffee at work, and one of my coworkers came up to me. He's like, how are you doing? And I just started crying. (laughs) Yeah, poor, poor coworker. Like, he was just like, what did I do? And I was like, you didn't do anything. But I was like, it was one of those moments. Really, It smells really good. It was just one of those moments where, like, the day before, I had tried to tell a friend. And this is maybe why you shouldn't always go to your friends. Like, I had tried to tell a friend what I was feeling. And his response to me was, like, oh, well, maybe you just, like, need to get more organized. And you need to, like, get your shit together. And I was, like, but you don't understand. Like, I'm a single mother. And I have a full-time job. And I'm dealing with this stuff. And I'm dealing with that stuff. And, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I am dealing with it. Like, I am being organized. But sometimes, like, it actually is too much for one person to yeah. deal with. Like, I have the right to feel overwhelmed every once in a while. Like, it's a problem if I let it get to me every single day to the point where I can't function. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like every once in a while, like, we all have that moment where we just, like, need to fall apart in order to put ourselves back together. Like, we just, right. like, need to go through that process of falling apart, having a shitty day, and then putting ourselves back together, and, like, he made me feel like I didn't have the right to do that, yeah. and it just kind of, like, carried over to the next day, where, like, I still wasn't doing well, and then I just, like, felt like I was failing at everything, and then I just started crying, literally, like, in the middle of pouring myself coffee in front of everyone, and I was really bad. <laughs> like, that was bad. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of, like, a red flag. Like, okay, I'm not doing well right now. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, you know what you're saying, like, you know, you have to, like, let yourself fall apart. I think that's, like, maybe, like, for someone, like, for falling apart, like, you didn't do anything 
drastic, you know? Like, you just um, need to cry in yeah, your heart, maybe. letting yourself feel. I think that's, like, another important thing. Like, sometimes, like, I would just be like, no, I have to be happy. I have to be happy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all of a sudden, it was just like, I'm not happy! And just, like, would <laughs> melt down. And I think that's another thing, like, letting ourselves be upset and sad and not always like having to be happy and like having to be optimistic like sometimes you are allowed to like be sad and I think like letting yourselves feel those like little moments avoids the like piling up and like bottling up to the point that you explode yeah um so I think like letting yourself just be upset and be frustrated and we can't be perfect all yeah, having yourself like, not be yeah. perfect. And also, yes, like, sometimes we may say or do things that we regret, and, like, we, we have to take responsibilities right. for those things, because that's, like, a important part of taking care of ourselves, is, like, we want to make sure that we're not in the process of um, neglecting ourselves. We regle- neglect other people around us, yeah, or make or other, or her, our yeah. friends, and so we have to take responsibility of that and like as a parent like I have a child to take care of and if I'm not doing well then that can affect her you know like I know that I like now that I look back now that I'm doing better I'm like I definitely was not as patient with her I definitely just didn't have the energy to you know say like oh let's play let's do this let's do that like I didn't have the energy to do all of those things that you know uh, like, the year before, every Saturday we were doing, like, breakfast by the lake. Like, there's a lake mm-hmm. 20 minutes from my house, and, like, we would go buy a bagel and, like, go hang out by the lake, and that was, like, so nice. But then, like, this past year, like, I just didn't have the energy to get up and go somewhere, even if it was just, like, lay down by the lake on a blanket. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, everything felt like one more thing to do, and everything just felt overwhelming. And, you know, now that I'm doing better, I'm, like, I kind of feel guilty about that time that I wasn't performing at my best. But then at the same time, I have to, like, be forgiving of myself because, you know, I had to, at that time, I was trying to take care of my physical health. I was going to physical therapy. I was working. I was trying to get a bunch of other stuff going. And I was also just, by the time I got home, I had no energy to do any exercise, to go for a walk, to do any of that stuff. Yeah, it's so much easier said than done. Yes, and so now I'm <laughs> like trying you to... do feel great afterwards, but it's just like getting to it. Yeah, so hard. But it's like I mean I'm like an active the year literally the year before right. that I was like running three times a week. I was hiking every weekend, like, and to go from that to not being able to do anything, like there was like a part of me that felt like I'm I'm feeling this way because I'm not exercising and I'm not exercising because I'm not putting in enough effort. Right. But I wasn't realizing not like how those endorphins. how not <laughs> I was hard. just I was just not well. Right, and that's why I couldn't do it. And sometimes like we just assume that we're failing or that we're being right. awful people. But sometimes like you just like I kind of feel like I lost a year of my life to being like depressed. But I also know that I can't think of it like that. Like I have to just. Uh, move on and like take care of myself and not feel bad or guilty about it anymore because that's only gonna make it work like I just need to focus on where I am now and what I can do now and hopefully try to prevent it but if it happens again I have to remember that it's not a personal failing of mine Mm -hmm. and I think it's important that we're having like discussions like this and like for anyone listening that might feel this way knowing that like they're not abnormal you know like I think I'm, I'm pretty open about, like, anxiety and depression, and every time, even people that I know, right, 
mm-hmm. would reach out to me and was just like, hey, I've felt like this before. Like, people that I wouldn't expect. And I think that, like, something powerful starts to happen when you talk about things that are very taboo, that you think people don't experience, that you think you're, like, the only one in the world. Mm-hmm. That, like, you start to listen and you're just like, wait, like, it, it's not just me. And then you kind of feel, like, a little bit less alone and, like, a little bit less crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And and you're not crazy, but that's the thing. Like, it's something that we as a society just don't talk about as much as we should be. Thanks for listening and good luck to everyone out there. It's it's hard out there right now. This is, like, a tough conversation. So thanks for sticking through. Yes. Thanks for listening to Basic Brown Nerds.